1: You're tuned to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawkes Bay. This is the program called Your Time to Shine, and it's our pleasure, as always, to have in the studio the host of Your Time to Shine, Celine Harlow, a movie star name if ever I heard one. How are you going, Celine?
2: <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Now, before we get into today's topic, which is all about soulmates, just remind our listeners if we want to need to get hold of you for some help or advice, how do we do that? I mean, what, what's your business all about?
2: My business is all about teaching you self-love, which I believe is the very foundation for self-development and spirituality in general. Mm -hmm. And so the easiest way to get in touch with me is really to go to my website, mydawninglight.com. And I've actually spent the last couple of weeks just renovating it. And it's so beautiful with big pictures and me smiling and lots of inspiring things for you to learn. So yeah, it's exciting. Indeed, it must
1: be exciting. (laughs) And uh, today we're going to talk about soulmates. I've I've maybe got two questions uh, to start you off with. Number one, what is the soul?
2: Oh, my goodness, this is not the topic of the <laughs> <laughs> all right. What is a soul? Well, I believe that um we are unconditional love mm-hmm. at our very core of our being, and this is what connects us with each other. Mm-hmm. And so that's my definition of the soul, you know yeah. that's which is our very core.
1: so what is a soul mate?
2: Well, A friend of the soul. (laughs) But generally speaking, a soulmate is, you know, when people say, I'm looking for my soulmate, they're looking for that person that they're going to be able to fall in love with Mm. and to to truly connect on a very deep level.
1: How do you know that you're with your soulmate?
2: Well, if you talk to somebody who's met their soulmate, they will just say, I just knew. And that's the best explanation that you can really give. (laughs) And, you know, everybody wants to have that experience of just knowing and just, you know, having that deep connection with that one person.
1: Mm. Okay, so you just know it, but does it grow on you or do you just... That's it. It's an instant. It's like love <laughs> at first sight. Is that what it is, or?
2: Well, again, it's something that it's difficult to put into words, but it's something that you experience, and it's this. There's this sense that, where, for example, I, when I met my husband, mm. the man who is now my husband, um, there was this um, attraction, and it was very different to the past relationship that I had had. It was something that was that I could not. Put an end to. I really mm. wanted to, and I and I just, I just it felt like it was too big, too intense, too strong, too fast, too soon, and I wanted to get away from it, but I just couldn't because there was this attraction, this sense that it was meant to be.
1: Was that an instant attraction?
2: It was. It was. It was fascinating to observe. Like I was not ready for it at all, but it's, really? it still happened to me.
1: <laughs> I wonder though that they often say, and it's true, um, that your initial attraction to someone is generally, for ninety nine percent of people, it's looks, isn't it? You think, oh. He's nice-looking or she's nice-looking, and that's what starts your attraction off. And then when you get together, for instance, you might find that, like that old saying, beauty is only skin deep. So was it Richard's looks or was it Richard's personality that you could sense or what was it?
2: Well, the looks definitely helped, but for me it was really the vibration and uh, I guess the qualities. And Richard is actually in the studio with us today, so hi, Richard. Thank you. So we'll <laughs> will ask him a few questions later, but um, what was the question? Yeah, so I think people will, m- you know, mostly focus on you know having a nice smile, mm-hmm. and you know that person will um, be beautiful and you know muscled and whatever, and you know. Yes. But um, the, the the character is more important. I feel you know what you want to get in that relationship, and what you want to give in that relationship, and what you want to receive as well.
1: I read a comment somewhere that um, it could be that your souls meet at the right time. What does that mean?
2: Yeah, the right time, the right place, right? Mm. Well, I mentioned earlier that you know when I met Richard, I was not ready for it, but Mm. it was the right time because it pushed me in the right direction. It made me become a better person faster (laughs) because otherwise, (laughs) he would trigger me. So yeah, but so there there is such a thing as you know meeting the right person at the right time in the right place. Mm. And I think when you talk about you know I want to meet my soulmate, then people want to meet the soulmate now, even if they're not ready or the soulmate is not ready. So if you know, you meet your soulmate at not the right time because you kind of want to force the universe's hand. The well, there is a chance that, for example, your soulmate is going through a divorce and, well, you met your soulmate and mm. you have that irresistible attraction and now you have to deal with your soulmate being in a divorce.
1: I wonder though, do you, uh, do you meet your soulmate perhaps on a spiritual level, which, which I would never know because I'm not a spiritual person. <laughs> um, or is it more than that? Because I would, I know that when you first get together with someone new in your life, that everyone's on their best behaviour. You know, you can't do enough for each other, and there are no faults. And then all of a sudden, you become, you get used to each other, or you become complacent with that other person. And then maybe that real person shines through. Then, so how do you know that you've got a soulmate, or how do you know that instant attraction wasn't just good looks, or they were funny on the night that you were at the pub together, or? <laughs> or but uh, how do you work? around that.
2: I think what you're talking about is, you know, true love. And I, I think about Shrek when I think about that, you know, Shrek and Fiona together, that's true love, right. Yes. And it's something that, you know, when you have it it's 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 truly special and it's very um, rare it's like a beautiful flower that you need to cherish right and it's not something um you know you need to 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 uh, water it and to take care of it and to pull the weeds out every now and again and it's something that you're going to take care of but it is something that's very special and that is going to be treated as such now you can also fall in love with um well, I guess you could call them temporary soulmates or, you know, people that are going to be in your life for a certain amount of mm. time and who are going to teach you things. And so, you know, people who are listening to this show now will think, well, my first boyfriend, you know, he he was a, mm. a butthole, but um, he taught me a lot. <laughs> yes. And um, and we weren't meant to be together for a long time. But still, well, yeah, I learned so much from him and I learned to how to attract a better soulmate for myself.
1: But would they be soulmates or just an attraction?
2: Oh, soulmates. I believe that, you know, people think, oh, I just have one, this one soulmate in the entire, um, human population, and it's this is one person who is completely meant for me. But there are different kinds of soulmates, and there are soulmates who are going to be compatible with you, and there are soulmates who are going to be incompatible with you. And then for compatible soulmates, you're going to have, um, you know, soulmates who are compatible f- with you for one, t- for a specific time, mm. or who are going to be life partners, you know, divine life partners in that sense.
1: I wonder, could you be married to Richard, which you are? um but your soulmate be someone else
2: absolutely i think i don't think that there's you know only romantic soulmates i believe that you know um you know i could have a friend who's a soulmate for me who's Mm -hmm. you know somebody who's known me for a very long time and we have this attraction although you know i am married to richard and i am committed to that relationship Mm. and this is you know the priority in my life i can still have friends soulmates
1: So I can have more than one soulmate this seems to me to be a bit unusual that you would have more than one soulmate?
2: Well, I feel like it takes the fear away from the whole process. You know, if you have just one person, you know, is there a chance that you could miss that, miss, miss that person, that you would not recognize the opportunity that's right in front of you? But if you believe, oh, I have more than one soulmate, there's so many opportunities in front of me, um, you know, there's so much for me to learn, um, and there's so many people who are going to love me for just the way I am, mm. then, you know, the stress disappears. So I prefer to believe that theory.
1: Okay, another uh, quote I read was that you can hear silent thoughts. It's so almost like reading someone, I suppose. Um, is it? Was that what happens between you two guys, that you can you can hear each other without talking?
2: Well, you know what? It does. <laughs> Sometimes I'll think, oh, I really want to vacuum the floor today. And um, I'll think about it, and I'll put it in my schedule at some point in the afternoon or whatever, and then Richard will pick up the vacuum cleaner and do it.
1: Is that how it works, Richard? Oh. I don't read her schedule, so no. <laughs> that does happen, Yes. <laughs> I wonder though, mm. is that just because you're in a routine, you know, that once every week or so you're gonna vacuum the floor and just so happens that Richard vacuums the floor and you didn't have to ask him so that wow, he's been reading my mind, but
2: Yeah, that's what I thought too in the in the beginning, and then it started to happen more and more and more. Mm. I would think about something and then Richard would start talking about it. It's it's fascinating for me and I'm just like laughing to myself. Like it could be a coincidence but it's happening way too often. Does that happen to you at all, Richard?
1: I'm not sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We'll take that as a (laughs) no.
1: Yeah, we probably should take that as a no. Why doesn't it happen, Richard?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I I think
1: generally my experience,
0: I mean, I'm, um, you know, I have a, a spiritual sort of mentality and I think of things more than just physicality, but I think there's, Various things that happen in my life, maybe uh, a family member might be uh, in trouble mm-hmm. or sick or something like that, and, and you find out about it a few days later or that day, and you think, why didn't I get that feeling, mm. you know, that something was wrong, that I had, had to contact that person or, um, you know, things like that, and, you know, I worry about my wife and mm. things like sure. that, and, you know, you worry about your loved ones, and you sort of think, you know, wouldn't I get a feeling like that they are okay, or that they that there is something that I need to attend to? Um, so I guess I yeah I haven't really had experience where, experiences where I've had that feeling and it's been sort of accurate. Mm. Um, but I I would invite that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I guess mm, it's sort of I'm just kind of standing back and observing what's happening, and it's. Um, I'm not really ready to read into it too much in that in that in that respect. We'll still so take it. that
2: as a no. <laughs> yes, that's,
1: that's right, no. But also a lot of it is familiarity, isn't
2: it? Absolutely. Just yeah, knowing when you want when your wife wants to have the, yeah. the floor vacuum. You know, or, definitely... or the look
1: on your face, you know, I think <laughs> and that's the same that goes for you, isn't it? Oh yeah, well I've got she's just giving you the look or you know <laughs> he's just giving me the look. I better get that.
0: Well the dog's just throwing up on the on the on the <laughs> line <what> yeah. <laughs> to be done
1: (laughs) also uh, in my notes that i've written down it says that um you you know you've got a soulmate when um you can feel each other's pain but again i wouldn't agree with that because you know again i'm not a spiritual person but i know for instance that my children are hurting um for whatever reason i hurt with them because they're my children not because they're my soulmates but because they're my children or you know if you were hurting or you were hurting, I would feel for you, I would have empathy for you. I don't think that means I'm your soulmate, does it?
2: No, it means that we're, like I said earlier, you know, we are all unconditional love at our core, and that's what I believe. Mm -hmm. And so in this way, we're connected to each other. It's not, you know, is here and Richard is there and Ken is there. We're all connected to each other. So it makes sense for me that, you know, you would be able to fear the suffering, feel the suffering or feel the joy. You know, it's something that we know, like, you know, when you have somebody walking in the room and they're really happy and mm. confident and they feel sexy, you know, you feel that energy. And some, when somebody comes in the room and they're depressed and you don't know anything about them, you know, you feel that simply by reading their body language, yeah, but also by feeling the their vibration as well.
1: Yeah. Do you have to be sort of as one totally in love to be a true soulmate?
2: Well, love is a big part of the relationship, right? If there is no love, then there is no purpose in the relationship. So love is, I think, the, the, the egg that binds the cake batter together, mm-hmm. right? It's the thing that makes it all worth it. Because it's so beautiful to be able to love and to be loved completely unconditionally. And to be able to be vulnerable and authentic with that person who's going to accept you just the way you are without trying to change you. It's amazing. It's a, an experience that I wish everybody to have.
1: Do you generally find that soulmates are women? What do you mean? Well, women have a soulmate who is another woman. Or would I... it be common for men to have soulmates amongst themselves or, or as a partners? Men and women, or men and men partners, or women and women partners. But in the main, our soulmates. Because well, you mean a lot of women, they tell each other everything. They're very open with their feelings, aren't they? Whereas men, we keep it to ourselves, we just get on with it. But women are much yeah. more sharing, aren't they? So are women more likely to be soulmates with another woman, or?
2: I don't have any opinion on that. I just believe that we're all looking to have this experience of unconditional love, mm. and if you're more attracted to men or to women, then mm. you know this is what you're going to be drawn to because that's where you're going to be looking. That's where you're going to be looking. Um, I feel that you know love is only expense. and and yeah, everybody should experience unconditional love.
1: It's to say that uh, if you're a soulmate with someone, you don't experience jealousy. Would you agree with that?
2: (laughs) Well, if you are with your soulmates, you're still going to come with your limiting beliefs, right? And your limiting stories. So if you're somebody who's very, um, you're not very sure about yourself and you feel that, you know, you have your soulmate now, but no, he's going to be taken away from you, then this is going to come in your relationship. It's not necessarily the truth because, you know, your partner might be as um, committed to the relationship as you are. Mm. But your fears, is kind of, fears are still going to be there. So you need to work on that in order for the relationship to be able to thrive and for your partner to feel confident in the relationship as well.
1: Soulmates don't argue. They do. Is it really? so does it, how do you know I mean, It's
2: definitely a myth that, you know, when, when you are in love, and that's the fairy tale yes. story, right? When you are, when you have your true love, everything is going to be so fantastic. And it is, it is, it really is. For the
1: first couple of weeks.
2: But you're still going to be triggered by your partner and you're still going to come, as I said, with your limiting beliefs and stories. And if you don't work on them, they're going to, you know, become louder and louder and louder until you work on them. So, you know, it's a relationship. It really is like a plant that you need to take care of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you're a soulmate if you've given in because you want to make your partner happy would you agree with that?
2: compromising
1: no, giving in doesn't mean compromising compromising is where you meet in the middle
2: I see what you mean. Well, again, it depends on the relationship, right? It depends on the standards and the qualities and uh, uh, rules that you have in the relationship. So I feel that everybody in the relationship should be happy Mm. and feel confident. And if that's not the case, then something needs to change.
1: (laughs) Would you give in to make Richard happy?
2: I sometimes do. But then I take a step back and I feel what I want isn't really that important. Like if Richard is happy and I'm happy, I can just let that go. Is
1: that making an excuse for giving in?
2: No, I think it's all about compromising and just putting their relationship first without compromising myself. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I personally think there's a difference between giving in and compromising. What do you think, Richard? I mean, have you ever given in to, uh, just to keep Celine happy? Or, or would you do? I'm that very or not?
2: stubborn. He's going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I,
1: I, I definitely
0: have uh, given in at times. Um, it's more small things with me though, like you know, it'll be the last piece of chocolate or the last mm. piece of cake and i I like the cake, but I know that Celine really loves the cake, <laughs> so instead of me having a little bit of joy i'll you know I'll see her have sure. a lot more joy out of it.
1: What if it was more than a cake or a bit
0: of chocolate more than a cake and a bit of chocolate oh, I'd have to think about it wouldn't i it, it, It's really like I, I think about how much joy could I get out of it? How much joy could she get out mm. of it? Sometimes I just eat it myself yeah um Why wouldn't or have it have does. the experience myself <laughs> um, you know you've gotta
1: you've gotta do that sometimes, but you know. Because sort of giving in is almost being subservient to the partner, isn't it? Rather than compromising. I believe compromising. that there's a balance
2: between giving and receiving. It's mm. not really a game of power and authority. I think that you know, um, you know, both partners want the relationship to thrive, and so make decisions in order for the relationship to thrive. And sometimes, you know, you're going to have arguments. It's inevitable. And we talked about that in the sure. last episode. um But um, yeah. I think it's all about giving and receiving. It's not really about you know giving way or fighting or who's winning, who's losing. It's not. It's just about building something that's beautiful together.
1: Mm. You complete each other. Would you say that as a as a couple, do you complete each other?
2: Absolutely. I feel that I have a lot of shortcomings, and Richard is a lot wiser in those areas mm. than I am.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> <thought> you might. <laughs> Touche, well touche. <laughs> well, for
2: example, he knows how to handle um, people who are angry, and I just want to step away mm-hmm. and don't deal with it until they stop being angry, and then I can talk to them. But he knows to how to handle these relations, these situations, so I can let him handle, and I can learn from him so that I can, you know, the next time I can, you know, handle those situations myself. Yeah. So
1: if you complete complete each other, might you say then there's no way for you to go in your relationship? You got you're a hundred percent. <laughs> is, that, is that what that means or?
2: well I believe that you know our nature is always to grow and change and evolve, and we all have you know fears and resentments and regrets and anger that's mm. hidden within us and it's going to come forth and you know, when when that happens it's good to know that you know somebody has got your back no matter what
0: would you agree with that richard yeah for me the um the the completing being uh, completing each other is really a matter of I absolutely feel that now that I am in this relationship with Celine, and now that we're fully committed and married, and all that, even before we were married, um, I've I've felt like more is possible. I, I can achieve more. I can I can reach further because, as Celine says, there's there's always someone there that has your back. Mm. Um, you know, I, I went to went to Europe, did lots of things with minimal resources, um, did lots of crazy things um, because of this relationship, and it's really. Yeah, that, that's the completeness for me where if I didn't have that side of me there, I, wouldn't, I don't think I would have reached out that far or, or gone out that far on a limb on, on many things in my life.
1: I wonder then why so many couples split up because we would all feel the way you guys feel or felt when you first got together. That here I am, I, I've met my soulmate. What happens to those people? What, what, mm-hmm. Where does that connection go, that spiritual connection that they had?
2: I think there are two things that can happen, like either, you know, you both have learned enough in the relationship and you have nothing to learn from each other anymore. So there's no purpose in a relationship mm-hmm. anymore. Um, or the other thing is that, you know, sometimes people get into relationships because they don't feel happy within themselves and they're looking for another person to complete them. And obviously that person is never going to be able to do that for you. You know, if you're not happy, if you don't love yourself, if you don't accept yourself, your, your partner is never going to be able to do that for you. So I think that a lack of self-love definitely pushes, um, you know, um, two partners in a relationship to just you know go their, their, their separate ways because they have more learning to do um, alone
1: just about out of time got one more very relevant question for you yeah <laughs> we go. it's good that you came in today Richard because this is a, this is a very good question uh, I know okay. what you'll say anyway but um, would you marry Richard again
2: I would actually sometimes I go to places and I feel like oh it would be such a beautiful place to to get married again, and I just want to—I guess—divorce Richard and get married to him again. Wow. But
1: <laughs> but you didn't know that. It's <laughs> not. <right>.
2: Well, I anyway. <laughs> probably know the best solution. But I feel like what I have with Richard is such a beautiful thing that it came completely unexpectedly in my life. When I was not mm-hmm. ready for it, I had a lot of acne. I was, you know, on the other side of the world. I was completely alone, and I felt like nobody knew me. And then I met Richard, and I was like, oh this is amazing, this guy is amazing and he can play the guitar and he can sing and this is so beautiful and this is given to me and how beautiful a gift it is and I have to cherish it. So this I won't divorce you so that I can marry you again, but I would like to when you are soon.
1: <laughs> would you um, marry Celine again? If you, if you could wind the clock back, knowing what um, you've been through together and uh, you had to make that decision?
0: I definitely would, yeah. Um, it, it, for me, it's like aspects of that of, of actually doing that and making that commitment and many of the things that we've been through together mm-hmm. um, it's, it's really that, that I didn't really fully understand uh, what I was doing, uh, I understood it to a point um, but then the the emotional part of it there was still some you know there was like, Oh, what am I doing? this is crazy, but I don't want to do it you know um it's that, it's that going out on the limb where' these these i can 't see completely into the future, but I still wanted to make that step, and even now, still like there are emotions around that that i don't completely understand, mm. but for the most part i I know that it was um, I wanted to do it, and I would do it again, and it was right for me.
1: Could it be that uh, you've just become complacent and you like the way things are going and <laughs> you know, you're someone to go home to and you get on pretty well? Could it be that? Not at this stage, no, no,
0: no absolutely not. I think, I definitely think that can happen. Um, you know, as Celine says, pe- the, the relationship's on its course perhaps mm. and people just sort of stick around because it's convenient. Yeah.
1: Um, Could it be that for you, Celine?
2: That I'm getting complacent in a relationship.
1: That's why you marry Richard again. No,
2: honestly, I, sometimes I look at Richard and I think, oh, he's so—he's so, he's just so gorgeous, and wow. I'm just so lucky. You're a lucky guy. I know. Thank you. It's just—it's <laughs> just insane. I don't know how this happened to me, but I'm so lucky.
1: Okay, and on that matter, we bring this program to an <laughs> end. So, um, just recap. So, someone listening to this program who might be doubting that they know who their soulmate is, how would they know? Okay, so the
2: first step is, do you love yourself? Mm -hmm. If the answer is yes, you can go to the second step. Are you ready for your soulmate? And the answer is yes, of course. Then ask yourself, are you ready for your soulmate? You know, what do you want to get from the relationship and who do you want to attract as well? You know, what kind of um, partner do you want to have somebody who's, I don't know, rich, um, generous, who's going to make you laugh, um, whatever, who's going to love to travel? You know, what kind of um, relationship do you want to have with your soulmate? And um, once you get to that stage, then attract, attract, attract. Mm
1: -hmm. Do you know what Richard's thinking at this moment?
2: What is he thinking? What are you thinking? I don't know. What
1: you, do you know? This is a question I didn't ask you. About. I'm not sure what I'm thinking yeah. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it says see if you've got a soulmate. You can hear their silent thoughts.
2: That's a good. That's a good sign, I suppose. But I wouldn't just go on that. <laughs> and Looks and character.
1: Just mind I listen, Selene, We want to come and see you for some uh, some help finding ourselves, loving ourselves. How do we do that?
2: <laughs> so the easiest way, as always, is to go to my website, mydawninglight.com, and there you'll have all the information you know to um, do a self-love course with me or to work one-on-one. I have so many different options, and I'm so excited to speak to you soon.
1: Good on, Selene. As always a pleasure. You look after Self Talk the same time, same place next time, and thank you for coming in, Richard, and uh, becoming part of this program. Yay! Yay.